Fire Nation in the house, a JLD here, and welcome to episode 1658 of EO Fire. Right out with today's most inspiring entrepreneurs, seven days a week. We have a free eight-day goals course for you, Fire Nation, freegoalscourse.co. Get goal-focused. Now let's chat with today's featured guest, Benjamin Hardy. Benjamin, are you prepared to ignite? Yes, brother. Yes. Ben is one of the top writers at medium.com. He has over 120,000 email subscribers and his work is featured at Fortune, Forbes, Inc., Fast Company, and others. He is a foster father to three kids and is finishing his PhD in organizational psychology. Ben, take a minute, fill in some gaps from that intro and give us a little glimpse into your personal life. So actually in 2016, I was the number one writer on Medium, which was super cool. I'm about probably a year from finishing up my PhD. I'm what's called an all but dissertation. And organizational psychology is basically the study of motivation, leadership. It's basically the psychology of business and how to to help people be super engaged in their work and things like that. Um, And then yeah, my wife and I are really enjoying being foster parents of three kids. We've had them for over two years now and our goal is to adopt them. And once we do adopt them, we'll leave South Carolina because we're kind of stuck here until we can Mm. adopt them. And uh, that's been super hard. And it's also, we can maybe talk about this because it's kind of a pivot point in my career, but having foster parent or having these foster kids is really what gave me the traction to get my writing career going two years ago. Um, then I guess the last thing was, is I just recently signed a, a fairly big book deal with Hachette book, uh, Hachette book group. So now I'm working on kind of a major book. Super cool. That's kind of where I'm at, man. Exciting stuff. And where do you think you'd go if you left South Carolina? We're going to go to Orlando. Orlando. Just to be close to Disneyland, right? That's actually a huge part of it. My wife was Mary Poppins for a year. Come on. (laughs) She was, dude. A a year for the year after high school, she was Mary Poppins. And so she's obsessed with Disney. But as you probably already know, the flights from Orlando internationally and nationally are super cheap. There's no income state tax, uh, state income tax. It's it's not yeah. a bad place. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense for a lot of reasons. Now, I kind of want to swerve a little bit away from uh, the normal question here just because I'm just so curious. I mean, to become the number one writer on Medium in 2016, like what year was your first Medium post? Like take me to that moment that you pressed publish on your first Medium post. I bought my domain name, BenjaminHardy.com, in like February 2015, started putting up blog posts on my blog in March or April of 2015 and had zero platform at the time would put my blog posts like in my Facebook feed and like maybe my wife would click on it she's like oh this isn't about Disneyland I'm out of here (laughs) (laughs) she was probably like oh no Ben's rambling about his thoughts again let's actually delete this and I had a horrible WordPress theme didn't know anything about computers still horrible at technology Um, but I heard about medium and so in April I started taking my articles and republishing them on Medium, basically just copy-pasting from my blog into Medium and pushing publish. Also, in May of two... So probably from April to June, I wrote about 20 articles, um, but most of them were guest posts on really low-level personal development blogs, um, like lifehack.org, places where, like, you can... Basically, anyone can write there. Um... And I took an online course from John Morrow 
where he basically just taught me how to guest post, how to pitch onto platforms and how to write headlines. And then I just started writing and within two months I wrote an article that went really viral and then that got me my own Huffington Post blog. Now, to stop you for a quick second, anything happened before that viral post? Like, what were your, like, av- like were you seeing growth? Like, what was your average, like, Not views? Really. It was So it was pretty flat, and then it was almost like that hockey stick that we hear about? Yeah, it was pretty flat. I mean, I actually really don't know, because I wasn't studying my own metrics. Like, right. on Medium, you can look at your stats. My guess is that I had probably, like, three views, five views. You kept doing it. What was that viral post, you know, in a quick nutshell, like, and and then follow up that with, like, why do you think in hindsight now that that specific one went viral? June of 2015, and it was called Eight Things Every Person Should Do Before 8 a.m. It was all about my morning routine at the time, and I think the reason it was so successful is because um, I introduced a lot of concepts that are pretty mainstream now. Um, and a style of writing that's become mainstream in the past year and a half. But I think when that article was published, it was kind of, it was kind of like probably the most high caliber thing a lot of people had actually seen on Medium because at the time Medium was kind of like an expanded version of Twitter where people would post a lot. I mean, there were regular articles on there, but also a lot of people just thought dumped and like didn't put a lot of professionalism into the writing. What was that style of writing that you were ta- you're referring to that is now more mainstream? I mean, it was a listicle. It was eight things every person should do before 8, 8 a.m., but I used a lot of science, which is, which is, you know, something that people have been doing for a long time, but I also spoke in, like, a very direct voice. Um, I basically just used Medium as a platform to leverage, like, all the best strategies that perhaps a lot of people are using on higher-tier platforms, but people aren't doing on medium. And the cool part about medium is that you can be a lot more raw. So like there's no editorial. So basically I took all the best practices of like really viral headline, use the science, um, have like really good points that obviously lead into each other. But then I was able to use the medium style, which is to write really raw. I don't need to like edit myself. I can just say it in the way I want to say it, but still use the good strategies. So three views, five views, seven views, three views, and then you get this viral post. What did that look like numbers wise? On medium, it got like three million. Like how quickly? I mean, is that now it's numbers like a year later or like what was it like like within a couple of days? Yeah, within a few days, it was like two million, but then it went on to New York Observer immediately and it was the number two article on New York Observer for 2015. It went on to Huffington Post, got over like a million. It went on Business Business Insider, almost got a million. And since then, it's kind of just been everywhere. Um, But within probably two weeks on all those platforms, it was viewed probably five to 10 million. Now, did that impact your earlier articles that you had only gotten three or five views? Did you now see people going back and reading more of your stuff? There's like, well, I just got to read more, like everything that this guy just wrote, or did that not really happen? It sort of happened. So I was actually, as many people have talked about, not set up for that experience. So like one problem with publishing on places like Huffington Post and those places is generally those types of places don't translate to email subscribers. Another really great thing about Medium is that you can just tell people, go to this link and get my free ebook or whatever. Um, so I wasn't quite set up for that. So when people actually like did search me out and go to my blog, like they went to a really ugly WordPress thing. <laughs> there was a little button on the side where people could subscribe 
and there was like five blog posts. You know what I mean? Because yeah. most of my other stuff was scattered on like lifehack.org. Definitely one of those things where Fire Nation, you know, you just got to get stuff out there. You, you just keep writing the articles and then you have that moment where things, something happens, something pops. It's nice to be prepared for it. But, you know, we all do have those horror stories. Like my mentor, Jamie, got featured um, for her podcast. And next thing you know, her website crashes. So she misses all of that. She was like on the front page of uh, first page of Yahoo back when that mattered. And all these things. I mean, this is the things that are going to happen. In hindsight, though, Ben, like what would you have done differently? Um, you know, had you been able to prep a little more for that? Well, there's a super cool story of a kid who actually like had a recent experience, like just barely on Medium about two months ago. He had zero platform, zero followers on Medium. He'd published for like four or five months. A lot of stuff mimicking my stuff. Um, and he actually watched a video I filmed where I kind of talked through my strategy and I talked through how to build the right landing page, what to say in your call to action at the end of your article. Like he followed all of that to a T um, just so that just in case something did happen, he was ready. And at the end of... 2016, he wrote an article. It went crazy viral. I think got like 5 million views on Medium. And so he went from zero to over 100,000 email subscribers with one article. And wow. he went from, and his uh, MailChimp account, he was paying like 40 bucks a month. It went over 700 bucks a month. And he like had to learn how to consult and things like that because he couldn't afford it. Totally. But, <laughs> <laughs> he couldn't afford paying for his software. Uh, so I guess my, my main thing would be just, it would have been nice to have had like a sweet landing page and been set up on that stuff before that all happened. Cause it, I probably would have gotten, I would have gone from about zero to around a hundred thousand subscribers. Right. Instead I wasn't. So I went from like zero to like 3000 subscribers. So how do things change, you know, from going from no platform to, you know, utilizing medium and, you know, getting very minimal views to, to then having one article that goes viral what was the article like after the viral article? Uh, how did that article do? Oh, like the one I wrote immediately following? Yes. Uh, that one went pretty viral too, but not as well. I don't know. I had like a, you know, it's kind of different. Everyone responds to success in different ways. Some people it like totally like freaks them out. Uh, I actually started writing for the New York Observer exclusively for a few months, which I ended up stopping to do. But So that means you weren't able to keep publishing on Medium? Yeah. So like that article went viral and then an editor at New York Observer reached out to me and said, hey, we'll pay you a few hundred bucks per article. You want to just write for us? And I I was naive and I was like, that sounds great. You say that you're naive. Like, why do you say that now? Like in hindsight, why for our listeners? Was that yeah. maybe not the right move? Yeah, it depends on your goals. So like I actually made some incredible friends at the New York Observer who are still great friends. Um, and so I'm glad I did it from the relational standpoint. But in so I wrote for the New York Observer exclusively from like right after that article went viral, which was like June to like September. So it was like four months, and my subscriber my subscribers increased by pretty much zero because at Observer I wasn't calling people to action and telling them to go to my landing pages. You just can't do that on some of those platforms. That's not how they're set up. Uh, and also just the people who read that platform, although they like personal development, it's just not the same style as the people at Medium and other more open source platforms. And so I wrote articles, had a great editor, but at some point I realized my platform's not growing and I have goals of growing my platform. I don't want to just make 
100, 200, 500 bucks an article. I want to actually do something that will like grow into like something I can make millions of dollars on. So let's kind of talk in like that direction that you kept moving into. So like you decide to kind of go back into that direction where you want to maybe expand your brand or bring it back into your own world and then look at potential products, services, et cetera. Like what was that, that next step that you made in that progress that, you know, kind of has brought you to now where you are today? Yeah. So there was a few stages in the progression. So I went back to Medium. What's cool is, is then I had a you know, so I had four months worth of articles that I had written at Observer, which I could then republish on Medium, because uh, most of those platforms, whether it's Inc, Huff, even if you write them exclusively, you can generally republish them like two or three weeks later. Like they just they want they want it exclusive for like ten plus days, and so I had probably twenty articles that I wrote for Observer that I could then republish, and so from like September to the beginning of the year of 2016, I republished all those articles, plus wrote probably another 10 of my own. And that took me from about 3000 subscribers to 20,000 subscribers going into 2016. And like, it was kind of weird, because I wrote this huge article blew up, everyone on medium was like, who is this kid? And then I disappeared, because I was writing on some other platform. And then I come back with like a vengeance and like, (laughs) (laughs) and like four months later, all of a sudden there's all these articles and they're all rocking. And it was back when medium had, uh, they only had like a top five, like they didn't have all the tabs they have now, but like they had like a top five meter on like the front page. And there was a point when I had like three of them on there just, and, uh, People were getting sick of me at the end of 2015 because I was all over the place. And then I think Medium changed the platform so that they had like 20 in the top. You know, there was like a top 20 now. But um, so that was kind of the big one was doing that. Then there was a few other. Then I kind of plateaued, to be honest with you. So through 2016, for the first half of the year, I was just kind of grinding and republishing. Also, just publishing new stuff. And my growth was just like linear. You know, it was just kind of like. I was just gradually maybe getting like four or 5,000 new subscribers a month. And then there was a few key tweaks that I made, which led to starting to get like 20,000 new subscribers a month. Now, why do you think you plateaued? I mean, where do you, did you kind of hit that, not necessarily a wall, but just you stopped kind of that exponential growth? So my work was doing just as good. Like I was, every article I wrote would still like jump into the top stories, you know, and they would range from like 20,000 to like a hundred thousand views each. Um, but I just don't think I was set up to actually get a ton of subscribers. So there's a couple key pieces I think that actually matter. And one of them I've now learned is just to have a really straightforward call to action. Uh, at the end of my articles, I used to say like, hey, get my ebook if you liked this article. And then I would send them to my website. And my website used to just, you know, like it would have my other articles on it. And I think people got lost going to my website to subscribe. I since then changed my. And so I I think it was my infrastructure, just to answer your question directly. Like, I think my infrastructure was not it was set up just to have, you know, the level of growth I had. Uh, Once I changed the infrastructure how I, how I did my call to action and where I sent people, then that allowed for a lot more growth. So let's talk about today. I mean, fast forward is 2017 now. You know, you're the reigning king of medium. You will be for the rest of this year because you're the 2016 champion. What are you most fired up about right now? I think a lot of it's just collaborations now. What's interesting is, is like when you transition from blogger to having a book deal in the kind of in the big leagues, for some reason, that 
opens the door for certain relationships. I don't know why. Like, I'm the same person. My writing's still the same. But, like, since it's been known in some of the writing circles that I have a book deal, like, it, it's opened up a lot of cool collaborations that would not have been there. So, you know, you and I are both friends with Richie Norton. There's collaboration p- potentials there. Uh, I'm doing some work with Ryan Holiday. There's just cool opportunities that are jumping out. And so I, I'm really a big fan of collaboration and doing things like in a synergistic way that are way beyond my own abilities to do on my own. So that's kind of what I'm most excited about is just doing big stuff. Fire Nation is like that great cartoon from back in the late 80s, early 90s, Captain Planet. With our powers combined, we are Captain Planet. And that's what we can do <laughs> as entrepreneurs. If we combine our powers, we can do some great things. So collaborations are great. Joint ventures are great. Awesome opportunities out there. And Ben's been dropping value bombs thus far, but you just wait till the lightning rounds and we're going to get there as soon as we thank our sponsors. A few of the many amazing perks that come along with running your own business are things like financial freedom, being your own boss, and having more control of your time. But where on earth do you even start when it comes to building and running a successful business? Well, when you open a UPS store franchise, all of the amazing perks I just mentioned can be yours, plus more. The UPS store has over 35 years of franchising experience and was just ranked the number four top franchise to own by Entrepreneur Magazine's 2017 Franchise 500 list. The UPS store offers stability, the support and reputation of a world-renowned brand, and a proven business model with all the training and marketing support you need to make your entrepreneurial dream come true. Plus, there's financing for for those who qualify and special programs for military veterans. The time to promote yourself to business owner is now. Visit the UPS store franchising.com slash fire to get started today. That's the UPS store franchising.com slash fire. If you're looking for a new logo or website design, but aren't really the design type, then I've got a great resource for you. It's called Design Crowd. Design Crowd is a crowdsourcing platform that gives you access to 500,000 creative minds from around the world who can come up with amazing designs for you. This is a huge plus for those of us who find ourselves to be designed challenged. All you have to do is launch your brief, and then designers will begin submitting quality designs for you to review. Within hours, you'll receive your first design, and over the course of several days, a typical project will receive 60 to 100 plus different designs to choose from. Visit designcrowd.com slash fire. That's D-E-S-I-G-N-C-R-O-W-D dot com slash fire for a special $100 VIP offer, or simply enter the discount code fire when posting your project on Design Crowd. Ben, are you prepared to rock the lightning rounds? Yeah, I do. What was holding you back from becoming an entrepreneur? I think, honestly, I just did not have the level of urgency to learn the technology side. I think that stops a lot of people. Like, I wanted to write, but didn't just do it. Uh, And I needed some form of, like, external traction. And so, actually, interestingly, it was when I became a foster parent, I realized, like, my time would disappear. And I don't think I shouldn't have had to have that happen, but, like, becoming a foster parent, I realized time is going to go fast. If I don't start this now, it's never going to happen. And so I had urgency and then I was able to learn the technology, take risks, etc. What's the best advice you've ever received? Do what is right. Let the consequence follow. What's a personal habit that contributes to your success? 
this is kind of a cubby thing, but I put first things first. Also, it kind of relates to a similar concept, like never let a goal to be accomplished become more important than a person to be loved. I see things holistically. If my life's out of order, my work sucks. And so I have to put first things first. Like that's my wife, my kids, like my like spiritual practices, and then like my like routines, morning routines, learning, but like putting first things first best, like that's what allows me to do what I do. Share an internet resource like Evernote with Fire Nation. YouTube on repeat. So I like listening to music on repeat uh, while I write and while I read and while I think. It allows me to get into flow quicker. So YouTube on repeat. If you could recommend just one book, Ben, what would it be and why? The Biology of Belief by Bruce Lipton. Why I would recommend it is because it shows that there's so much new science out about what would be called epigenetics, which shows that as human beings, we are not the product of our... DNA. We're not necessarily the product of like the traits or the genes we were born with, but we can reshape those uh, through the environments we place ourselves in, through the beliefs we have. Like human beings are very malleable and flexible. And so we can, we can change. And there's a lot of cool science in the book, The Biology of Belief, that teaches how that's possible. Let's end today on fire with you giving us a parting piece of guidance, the best way that we can connect with you, and then we'll say goodbye. BenjaminHardy.com. That's where my, you know, that's my website. Or you can just go to Benjamin Hardy, my stuff on Medium. Uh, that's where all, pretty much all of my work is. At either of those resources, you can hop on my newsletter and you'll get my free eBooks. I give away two free eBooks. One of them is all about productivity, and the other one is all about my strategy for blogging. So you get both of those eBooks by subscribing to my newsletter, and then on my newsletter, every week I send out a new article and book recommendations. And a parting piece of guidance. So this is something that I don't see enough people doing, but republishing. So I see every article I write as an asset. The life of an article for most people or like a piece of content that they put out is very short lived unless you're doing one every day, I guess, like John Lee Dumas. But (laughs) like an article, for example, that I write, it could get like 20,000 views, but then like those 20,000 views are gone and the article's dead. What I do every single six months is I republish my best articles and I'm going to get to a point and those articles go up every six months on Medium. Even So I've republished certain articles like three or four times on Medium and like the old ones are still there. I republish those on Inc., Huffington Post, all other places. And so like the, the life of my articles is endless. And some of my articles have brought me like 10, 20, 30,000 subscribers because I keep using them over and over. So I think that's one thing that more people can do is republish your best work over and over and over again, every like six to 12 months. Fire Nation, you are the average of the five people you spend the most time with. And you have been hanging out with BH and JLD today. So keep up the heat and head over to eofire.com. If you type Benjamin in the search bar, his show notes page is going to pop up with everything that we've been talking about today. Best show notes in the biz, timestamps, links galore. And of course, head directly over to benjaminhardy.com to see what he has going on over there. Find him on Medium, all his great stuff over there. Benjamin, thank you for sharing your journey with Fire Nation today. For that, we salute you and we'll catch you on the flip side. Thanks, brother. Talk to you soon, man. Hey, Fire Nation. Hope you enjoyed our chat with Benjamin today. And if you are ready to turn website visitors into leads and customers, check out fireup.co. It's amazing. It's free. So what are you waiting for? I'll catch you there or I'll catch you on the flip side.